for the honorable jp brown welcome to father and family court i'm your host jp brown i'd like to take this time to welcome back all the return listeners as well as the first time welcome to all the first time listeners if you're a first time listener to this podcast this is the father's rights podcast where we talk about father's rights parental alienation as well as the effects of family court now in season two as well as season three we've been talking to real fathers who've been telling real stories about real instances with these uh with these three topics we're going to continue with that um today uh we'll be talking to uh we will be talking to let's see we will be talking to robert robert will be calling from san diego i'm excited to hear his story as always let's try to listen to the story with an open ears as well as an open heart uh And I hope you can take something from this. If you know somebody uh, who's suffering from alienation, send them this link. Um, There is a support button. If you want to support the podcast, there's a support button. Feel free to do that. Uh, Or if you know a mother out there alienating a child, send her this link. Um, Share the link wherever you can if you want. That's that's really the support I'm looking for. And uh, yeah, let's get to it. Okay, so today we'll be speaking to uh, Robert. Robert's calling from San Diego. Uh, I did not get a chance to ask him uh, how old his children were. Um, we haven't really spoke much. We just got right into it. I'm excited to hear what Robert has to say. Uh, Robert, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Oh, God's been really good to me. I will not complain. Uh, so how awesome. old are you, Robert? I'm 46 years old. Okay, that's, that's really good to hear. Um, I'm excited to hear uh, what you have to say. Um, it's really excited to hear what, what, what input you have for the fight. Uh, fathers don't have equal rights to their children. It's a topic we don't talk about often, so uh, that's why I'm, I want a podcast about it. Um, so, uh, how old are your children, Robert? I actually have two 26-year-olds and one 6-year-old. Two 26-year-olds? And, and one six-year-old. Okay, so I imagine yes, you're worried about the six-year-olds right now. Absolutely. Um, and so how, how, do you, how do you want to start telling your story? Well, first I just want to um, tell you that, you know, I, I just, you know, going through this whole battle of custody over the past five years has just been a real eye-opener for me uh, regarding father's rights. Um. It's uh, it's amazing uh, the lack of rights I think fathers have it, uh, you know, in society these days, and it's 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 a real bummer. Um, but in my case, my case is really really particular. You know, it's uh, just your average, you know, uh, girlfriend getting pregnant and us deciding, you know, that we really really wanted to move forward and have a family, and it was a it was a good thing. We had the baby. And living together over a short period of time and, uh, you know, new relationship, a lot of stresses in life ended up breaking up, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Um, but it, that didn't change the fact that I was still uh, motivated to start the family, keep the family going, raise my daughter, 
And, uh, you know, it changed my whole life for it. You know, it was just something I was looking forward to. I was at the right age. And uh, so anyways, you know, our daughter was born and we were trying to keep the family together for a while. And a few things happened, came up and we ended up splitting up. Uh, I maintained the residency, uh, you know, the place where Penelope was conceived and, and born. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, um, sorry, I said her name. Oh, but, no, uh, you're good, man. It's your daughter. You're good. Okay. Yeah. You know, I just like, you know, anyways, uh, we're separated for a few months and then, uh, out of the blue, uh, was served with some paperwork. Uh, it was, you know, a restraining order, uh, you know, with false allegations and then a custody form. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, immediately I responded. I went down to the courthouse, did everything I needed to do. Long story short, um, after about five months worth of uh, going back and forth with custody, uh, I was awarded 50% legal and physical. Mm-hmm. Everything was everything was great at that point. I moved forward. Three years had gone by. Uh, you know, regular parenting, her going to preschool, you know, her going to kindergarten and rolling into kindergarten. And, uh, you know, just a single father raising my daughter, you know what I mean? Going out, being active, um, doing all the things that you really want to be doing with kids these days, you know what I mean? And keeping them off the screen. Anyways, Mm -hmm. uh, so let me move forward a little bit. So, uh, everything's good. It took me a few years to establish a good relationship with, uh, my daughter's mom. And I thought we were on good terms. And then COVID hit. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Really strange because, you know, obviously a lot of things changed with COVID. And uh, um, so her mom wanted to go to Texas to help on a road trip, smack dab in the middle of COVID. And I thought that it was a really risky idea. I didn't think it was a good idea. She was planning on leaving my daughter with me, which is totally fine. And, um, yeah, I, I, I just made it aware, you know, what the risks were to doing this. And this was smack dab in the middle of March. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, uh, you know, she, she insisted on going on this trip. I think, uh, you know, we went back and forth. Things didn't get really heated, but it was just a, a conflict of interest, you know, mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, different opinions of them traveling during COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she had to quarantine when coming back and she wants to see Penelope for quite some time, you know, and, uh, anyways, uh, she decided not going uh, on the trip, which I thought was a good idea, uh, you know, based on, you know, her health and safety during a pandemic. And then uh, same thing, uh, was served with some paperwork a few days later, and the baby wasn't returned to me. So here's what happened. I went down to the courthouse and uh, had all the paperwork. Technically, actually, what I did because I had become so used to the system, I, I downloaded everything off the uh, the court's website, the local court's website under Family Court. Got all the forms, printed them out, filled out copies, and went down to the courthouse. And obviously, at this time, the courthouses were closed, and it was just like an apocalypse. You know what I mean? You walk in the streets, and no one was on the streets. There was Two people at the courthouse, uh, there was a sheriff's at the door um, taking temperature and asking questions, and then there was a clerk. 
and I went down there with my packet full of, uh, you know, my manila packet uh, filled with, you know, three different, ca- uh, three different uh, forms, you know, mm-hmm. copies for everyone, for both parties and the court, and had everything stamped, and I put it in a, uh, a mailbox, basically. You know, it was just a mailbox uh, that was open to the public, you know, to drop off their forms, and then I went back home. Smack dab in the middle of COVID. Anyways, um, a couple months go into it. We had the arraignment or whatever you want to call it. You know, I, the, the first hearing about it. They returned my daughter to me. Um, and then uh, restored my 50% legal and physical. Um, and a couple months went by and we were going to go to our last hearing to uh, uh, prove, uh, what was it, the... Uh, the restraining order she had placed against me. Um, so anyways, moving, moving forward, uh, court dates coming up. I had, uh, sent in my response, all my packets. And you know, we're talking about three and a half months go by and they schedule a new court date for October. Anyways, October comes around court date comes around, uh, and, uh, so it was, uh, my court date was on a Monday that week in the mail, I was returned all my packets on the Friday before my court date on Monday saying that they haven't accepted my, uh, response because I was missing a cover letter right. with my name and case number on it. And therefore, my case had never been heard. Right. Um, so, you know, I work like a normal, normal hours, nine to five sometimes. And, uh, you know, I get home and it's uh, it's too late to go to the co- 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 uh, post boss, yep. post, post office, yep. you know. And uh, anyways, uh, so I waited till Saturday, next day, sent the paperwork out. But obviously, they didn't get it in time. Uh, the Monday comes around. And I go to court, and judge had made a decision to um, basically remove custody from me and give it full custody to her mother because they had not received a response from me. Over their blunder, yeah. even though you've had, you know, 50-50 since pretty much you guys separated, right? For the most part. Pretty much, yeah. I had 50-50 custody for four and a half years. Um you know, after she had left and tried filing custody the first time. So, how'd you handle uh, the parental alienation when she pretty much kidnapped her and went to Texas? Let me tell you something. It just happened this week. I experienced the par- uh, parental alienation on Monday. I had a, a scheduled visit. It was a, a FaceTime visit. Mm-hmm. I called like clockwork at the, my scheduled time to speak to the baby, and uh, no one answered. 20 minutes went by. She sent me a text saying that the, uh, my, our daughter was doing homework, finishing up some homework, and I'll call you back. I never received a phone call back. Now, a normal person would probably call back and say, hey, just checking in, but you have to understand, if I do that, she could use that against me as that I'm stalking her or, you know, bothering her. Uh, so I didn't call. So I, I, I didn't... Um, I didn't receive my visit. And going back to your question, um, 
when when she had first left and followed for custody, and I didn't see my daughter for almost three months, how did I deal with the parental alienation was one of the worst experiences of my life. Uh, it was a combination of things. It was a fear of, of what my future was going to bring and what our uh, future was going to bring for our daughter. It was a fear of the unknown. You know, how are things so out of my control? I literally didn't sleep for three nights straight, and my mind kept racing as to why this is happening uh, to me, and uh, it was the worst thing ever. Um, parental alienation is, is real, and it needs to be addressed, and it needs to start in the courts. The, court, the courts are the only ones who are going to dictate what happens when it comes to parental alienation. I'm telling you. Yeah, they're the only ones. But the thing is, is uh, you know, we the people, we have to start saying it. We have to start making it uh, absolutely uh, words that folks are saying before they're dealing with kids getting their own kids getting stolen. You know, I, I didn't know a thing about parental alienation until you know a person stole my kid for nine hundred fifty days. I'm like, oh shit, okay, this is what this is. This is okay. You start learning what it is. What you know what. What it is, it's a thing. So right. we gotta put it on people's uh we gotta put it on people's tables so it's in their living rooms, in their dining rooms, at at, at, at dinner with them when they're eating and they're talking about it and thinking about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Right now yes, we got, sir. we we're I, I say it all the time, we're still arguing about what our grandfathers are arguing about. So until we can fix that, um, I mean, we gotta start figuring out how to how to figure out how to move forward with and accept who all everyone's role is difference in cultures, the difference in the foreigners, all of it. You know what I mean? It's us is what Absolutely. this is what it's all about. And I'm gonna move forward, but if we can move forward we can start talking about some of these topics like this here. Because there's no way if one piece of paper should be able to strip you of your rights at any point. Not one piece of paper. Not without and then, come on, if you did something but you didn't really even do anything. You know what I mean? Furthermore if somebody hits you up and tells you they're going to kill you or beat up your mom, that's now you can go ahead and put a PPO out. But if, if you haven't even done anything, Absolutely. there's no evidence that you haven't done anything. There was bro. no violence in the relationship, although she claimed uh, emotional distress, uh, fear, which was not proven. You know, nothing had ever happened. You know yeah. what I mean? She, you know, following the false police reports and, and doing what you can to, to get your way is just unreal. Yeah. I don't know, man. It just seems a bit shaky to me, man. Like, it seems like... And and I just want to stop right there and say when you were saying earlier that, uh, you know, PPO and then and then the papers come. It's almost like that's like the under... That's like the advice that's given to some of these mothers. Like, you know, get a PPO out and then go... And then go file for custody. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what... It's, a, it's the common behavior. It's the common common behavior lately. And, and we've had a lot of dads on here come and fight it and win. But when they figure out that it's not justified, then they automatically, it should be punishable. Because what are you doing? You trying to do what? If it's proven that he's he he didn't do what you say, then, then right. what's your repercussion? And if there's no repercussion, what's going to stop you from coming in here and doing it a second time? Like what happened to you? I mean, she knew nothing wrong was going to happen because you pretty much dis, dis, disqualified it the first time. And nothing happened to her. It was just like, hey, it worked the first time. Right. It slowed up the movie. That, that's not right, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's not right. No, I, I, I really agree with you. You know, there's just 
I mean, like I said, I, I could talk about this for days, and certain things are coming to the forefront right now for me, but, uh, you know, I could break it down, you know, when you talk about it. You could just break it down, and when it comes comes down to it, you know, the truth is the truth, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, there were some dads, you know, that uh, that are guilty of stuff, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Some, some mothers that are guilty, some dads yeah. that are 100% completely innocent, but, you know, I'm an, I'm an open book here, you know what I mean? And, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, it's, it's obvious that, Penel- you know, our daughter has what she needs, uh, it, 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 you know, in order to live a productive, safe, happy life with mm. both parents. You know what I mean? And I would never, ever deny the mother. And that's a crazy thing. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? When she, when she calls on, on her scheduled time or used to, you know, when she had a scheduled time, let me tell you something. I would make it, you know first thing to answer the phone yeah. you know what i mean yeah. e- even if i was busy or we were busy and i would schedule the time communication was open and what i have here is just i i can't communicate with the with the mother and it's just you know if you can't communicate then i, I just yeah. i don't know what to say yeah i mean and the thing is is that just because you guys can't don't fucking agree to like the agree on something it doesn't mean you can, you could you know you shouldn't be able to agree now if you know, my situation is a little different. I'm getting death threats. I'm getting someone threatening to kill this, kill that, kill this, kill that, beat this person up, set that person up. My shit's a little different. So I, I'm like, all right, it's best for me. It's safe for me, safe for my people and my family to just don't talk to you because the things you're saying when you do communicate are pretty much way out there. So I'll just, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, no, there's still you. there's still situations where people have that same energy and maybe don't they're smart enough not to say those go to those extremes but they're still coming with that same energy where they don't really want to see eye to eye well listen just because we both don't like the lions i like the lions and you like the chargers that doesn't mean we can't have a conversation here we can still talk That's about right. football for hours and just talk about this we we can talk about our differences in the teams we like argue about our teams and still be able to move forward in topics you know what i mean so yeah man I agree, brother. That's, I that's, agree. That's that's crazy, man. Folks got to be able to disagree, uh, uh, and that's a big part of communication. If you don't agree with something, that's fine. You, you know what agree I agree. Disagree. You know what I'm thinking about. You know, a big part of this is mental health too. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Mental health has been really big. You know, lately. You know what I mean? And actually, it's Mental Health Awareness Month. Uh, so. You know, mental health and resources for fathers, mm. it, it, it needs to be, you know, like there's uh, resources for mothers. I mean, you know, you know uh, I can't name any right off the top of my hand, but I, I know that they're out there, you know what I mean? This mm. just needs to be more resources for fathers, for families, for individuals, you know what I mean? And uh, we really need to make, you know, mental health, uh, you know something at the forefront of all families' lives, too, you know what I mean? Just to make sure that, you know, that our kids are raised in proper, you know, proper form, proper proper fashion, mm-hmm. because they are our future, you know what I mean? I, I, I'm relying on my daughter to change, to change society, you know, I would never put that on her, but, yeah. you know, I'm trying to raise her the best I can, when I can, so that she can become a healthy, productive woman in society. Yeah, you know. yeah, and 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 again, to, to, sit, to sit on mental health here for a second. Um, there are certain states that gave up so much funding for, it. like here in Michigan, 
uh, I know we lost a lot of funding towards the money of, of mental health and research and that, uh, you know, so, the, uh, and, 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 and what's interesting is, you know, with that, it, it gets so deep, you know what I mean? Because we, as, oh, yeah. we in this country, man, we're eating food that's less regulated than dog food. You know what right. I mean? So it's like... Oh, yeah, I, I know. All of that shit plays a part into us and more and more technology, less and less and less physical movement and exercise. All those things play huge contributing factors and the content. Don't get me started, man. Yeah, so it's like, bro, so it's like all these things... And then, and then, and then when you, and then when you talk about that, it's like, all right. So you talk about the big business, which is Family Court, which is where you missed a, a paperwork and you had to lose custody of your kids. You know, as a fifty billion dollar business, you know. So it's just crazy to me because. Well, like, when you, know, you look at it like that, you know what I mean. That's when, that's when everything changes. That's when the whole ball game changes. You know what I mean. But, but, but then again, you know, you know, what happens to the people who aren't aren't able to afford, you know, hiring an attorney. You know what I mean? You well, know, is, is that where society's going? You know, that's not cool. Well, that's what I'm saying. And it is, there's that's what I'm saying. They're making a lot of money on this. And the problem is, is that you, you can miss one payment and someone can take your kid. And nothing can happen. You know what I mean? We've had, I've heard a lot of stories on this podcast. So we yeah. have to take our phones and our technology. Well, what I was going to say is what happened in 1975 with that Title IV. And I keep saying it. Listen. The world was a different place in 1975. We, we didn't have yes, was. a bunch of people raised, and when I say people, I mean men and women raised on their on TVs. <laughs> Color TV wasn't right. very popular in 75. So, like, uh-huh. there should be another. There, at some point, we should have to recalculate the formula because it doesn't apply. It'd be like if we were still playing basketball with the same type of. You know, even right. sports and you know, the old coppers, the old chucks. Yeah. You know, come on, man. You can't be doing that. Yeah. That's what <laughs> so, exactly. you know what? You're right. So, listen. Listen to this. So, yeah. You know, they can rewrite laws while we're asleep at 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Oh, how, yeah. how can we can't focus in on the families that are making the money to, to make this society what it is today? Well, here You know, it is. make a priority that families come first in society. Well, you know here what it mean? is. We'd have to want that. You know what I mean? And the thing is, honestly is that 90%, uh, over 90%, I think it's like 92 or 90, it's over 90 for sure. Over 90% uh, of prisoners come from single mother homes, bro. So right. if you live in a state where, I live in a state, I'm sorry, state of Michigan, 32 prisons we have where only one of those is for women, the other one's a boot camp, and the other 30 is for men, the other the other, the other what, 29 is for men, bro. Man. I'm sorry, that's 30. Yeah, 30. So out of 46,000 beds, 2,400 of them are for women. And that's only 6%, bro. So like that, bro. You know? And it, yeah. there's no business. Well, it's so like that, bro. They got to keep this shit going, man. If it's legal for someone to steal your kid and for you to come back on your hands and knees begging, then there it is, bro. They so, got you. You know? And we so here, here's what it. I'm thinking. Yeah, here's what I'm thinking. I'm talking to you about this, and now you're hitting me with numbers, you know what I mean? It's it's really changing the whole outlook on this whole thing, you know what I mean? So it, it, maybe there's a point where we got to stop thinking about our kids real quick and, and then just, you know, focus in on the system. You know, wh- where are we going to go? You know, how are we going to do it? You know what I mean? we got to focus in on the system, and we got to put the pressure on the system and bring this in, in, out and in, into the open that this is a problem. Fathers are losing their children. 
Yeah. And it's not cool. Let me tell you something. The stuff that we go through every single day, I think about how terrible it is that I don't have my daughter. Yeah. When I, when I should. You know what I mean? What we could be doing. How much stuff she's missing out on. Yeah. Absolutely. How much of my life I'm missing out yeah. on her life. Yeah. Well, somebody... You know, she needs me. Yeah. Well, listen, you know, if, if, if you're a drug addict father, then you need help. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. If you're or if you're deadbeat, you know, and you like to sit on the couch, man, get up and go for a walk with your daughter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But but you know what? If you've got major problems, I understand that. You need help. You know, and maybe it's going to take some time to get your kids back. But let me tell you something. For the fathers that have it out there in public, in front of your face, like, look, you know, i got 40 people right now know my life. And they're like, man, this is a good dad, a good yeah. guy that loves his daughter. Mm-hmm. Then something needs to be done for people like us, you know yeah. what I mean, that want our children back. Yeah. You know? Because there's a lot. You want to talk? We're talking mental health, bro. And here's another number as well. Bro, 21 dads a week kill themselves over child access issues, bro. We don't talk I've about always, that regularly. I've always numbered. I, I always wondered what the numbers were on that. I mean, that's, 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 I mean? that's the last number I saw. You know what I mean? Yes. And, I, and, it, and, it's, and to, think, to think to myself, like, well, and they're doing it multiple ways, too. You know? You see an accident. It looks like he's in an accident. This man done ran his car off. You know, we've had dads on here talk about trying to kill themselves in that manner. One dad on here said he jumped out of a moving car. He was just trying to end it. His friend was so pissed out of me, said. But he just wanted to end it. He told him he was sorry and jumped the fuck out. Bro, he tried suicide yeah. a couple times. Failed. So, I believe that. this thing is serious, bro. It's really taking dads, you know? Because dads always say all the time, I'll live for my kids, I'll die for my kids. All right, well. Well, a person steals their kids and the state says, hey, man, tough luck. What? And so now, you know, you're just kind of yeah. like, okay, so what's left? You know what I mean? You know, men, men are perceived as, you know, strong men. Men, ain't, they're not supposed to cry, whatever. You know, but let me tell you something. You take a kid away from a man, mm-hmm. you know, away from their child, and, and that's, that's something else. It's one of the worst pains in the world. No. Then you start saying, now listen, and you start asking, what's wrong with the inner cities? You know, well, all right, well, okay, well, 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 so what, what? You think that the, you think that the folks in the inner city don't know, aren't running the exact same kidnapping scheme that's being ran everywhere else? They are, bro. You know what I mean? Now, what's a dad who's, who's in the streets? He's in the streets, bro. He has a warrant, let's just say. You know what I mean? Okay. Let's say he's an outstanding dad. He just came up and gangbanging. The the girl came up and gangbanging. Let's say she did too. Just as equal. Absolutely. But she'll just Absolutely. she'll just what, lean on the system. They'll believe her. They'll take everything she say. And then he, what's he gonna do? Come in there and fight? Not with a warrant? Not while he's in the streets? He's not going in there and fighting for us. Even though he well, could, because they separate the two. But I wouldn't trust it if I was him. You know what I mean? He's a, well, and here's, it's here's the thing. Here's the thing, you know, he did his time for doing that crime, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, now, now he, you know, may have to do a little bit more time to prove himself, you know, in, in the, in the uh, court, in the family court's eyes, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, 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 but once he's proven himself, he should be good to go, right? Well, A- after multiple times being proven, let's say, quote, unquote, innocent, you know, or, or worthy of being a father, you know, and a good parent, then, then you know, 
it shouldn't it raise suspicion when this keeps coming up, you know, over and over again? Maybe it's not the dad. And, you know what I mean? And for the listeners out there, I want to throw this out there. I know we're just on the topic and we're just throwing out hypotheticals. I do have a good friend, man. I grew up with, met him in third grade, man. He went to, he was in jail from, from 2005 to 2017. And I talked to him in enough sense. He went and got custody of his kids. He went from maximum security prison in 16 to getting his full custody of his kids in 18. So it can be done. You just got to oh, put yeah. your head down and do the work. But, I mean, we're just throwing these things around. So, you know what I'm saying? Right. Right, we're just throwing around hypotheticals. Yeah, absolutely. But 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 to that, I was watching Intervention the other day, and then like I I had noticed that the last couple times I clicked on Intervention, there's like a dad in there who's like he's in the meth, all sorts stuff. But he always there's always at the beginning intro part he says. Uh, I, I lost my kid. My kid was my everything. Once I don't have my kid, I'm just lost. And he's just getting high. You know what I mean? So it's just like, fuck. This thing is right in our face. It's an intervention. Well, here's the, here's the thing, though. You know what? Uh, some some fathers actually were sober when they had their kids. Yep. But when their ch- children have been removed, yep. some of them start turning to alcohol. Yep. Some start turning to drugs. Yep. So it, it works both ways. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I mean, it, it's really, it's really fucked up. You yeah, know what I mean? It is, man. It is because this can you know? all be simply fixed by what giving you fifty fifty, giving her fifty fifty, easy. And, and that's that's what I'm saying, and it, and that's that's what the courts need to realize because they need to know what a detriment it is to uh, uh, to remove the child from. You now, know, the, the father or the mother in that case. You know but, what I'm saying? So Rob, it all needs to tie in. They don't care about the community, right? They I don't know. care, man. Like, I, oh, the county where my case is, bro, has is like one of the richest in Michigan, bro. Top, if they're oh, not man. top, if they're not top three, they're top five. 100% sure. Now, listen, bro. Where they do business and where they break downs, that dads down, the place where they break dads down is literally the only. It's the it's the poorest community in that county, know, and that's where they I break them down it, at, bro. And let me tell you what, bro. All the money they've made off of incentives from Title Four, th- that city that they make all their money in has one high school. All their high schools are closed. All their middle schools are closed. Every elementary school is closed except two. Out of but they had like ten. If you would have took the money you got from the government from Plan Middleman on child support from all the dads you broke down in this city and put it back oh, into man. the community instead of putting it in your own pockets, you could have actually saved something. Or if you took the free money that came from the deal and gave it to the kids instead of giving it to the shit like that, bro. Like, bro, I, it's right I in agree our with face. You 100%. We just got we got to know what's going on, bro. Like if we knew every time we bought something the other person was getting quadruple that if we knew if, if every dad if every dad out there knew his $250 payment turned into $1,200 back to the state and back to that courtroom and went right in their pockets every time he kicked out $250 he'd be pissed but not enough dads know what title 4 even is bro but we know who Tom Brady is but folks know who fucking they know football players but that's only a $10 billion business. Why don't we know family court shit when it's a $50 billion annual business, you know? But we'll get on it. We'll get on it, bro. We just got to keep having these convos. Uh, I know you got to wrap it up, bro. But I do have a couple quick, quick questions for you, man. I'm super happy, glad you stopped by and talked with us, bro. So, uh, And then where are you at now? You got 50-50 with your daughter? Or? Uh, uh, Not right now. Okay. You're about to get it back, bro. You're going to get it back, bro. And... 
honestly, man, I believe in, in due time, you'll get you'll get everything you deserve and some back time, whatever and some, bro, because you're a great parent, bro. I know it. Uh, and I know your two 26 year olds and they really care. And I know you've been a great dad to them as well, bro. So I know they're anxious to have your baby back around. Um, so, uh, um, what, 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 uh, has been your biggest takeaway from everything that's been going on so far with your daughter in this case? Uh, you know what? I really don't know how, you know, what the answer to the question is, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, it just lost time, you know what I mean? Just, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm almost at a loss for words, you know, just, uh, you know, I just wish that uh, justice would be served. Mm-hmm. Oh, I definitely understand. Uh, you definitely don't deserve to miss any, not one second or minute with your daughter, man. You're a great dad. Uh, if you could talk to a dad right now who's being alienated the way you are, let's say he, he heard this podcast, he can relate, di- relate directly to everything you said. Oh, uh, what 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 advice would you give to him as far as like getting through it and the struggles and stuff? Well, you know, I, I would say, uh, you know, just make sure that you know you're doing the right thing for all the right reasons. You know what I mean? And just uh, hang in there. You know, what I mean, because it's a long road. Um, and uh, you know, just make sure that you're doing the right thing and your conscience is clear. And just be a good dad. You know what I mean? Because uh, your your child is your future and your legacy. Uh, and then if you had the opportunity to say something to a mother who was hearing this and she's alienating a child from a, uh, from a father, what would you say to her? You know, um, he's going to be there for quite some time if he's serious and really cares about his children. And, uh, you know, just try to get along with him and, and just, uh, I go back with the old saying, uh, treat people the way you want to be treated. And, um, you know. Just, just be cool, you know what I mean, and, and do your best, and just be open and have as much communication as you possibly can from him. Don't shut down. If he's asking you questions and wants to know, you know, the reason why you guys are fighting or something, you know, just you know, just try to talk to him, you know what I mean, as, and make it as understandable as, as possible, you know what I mean, uh, mm-hmm. and just 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 have patience, you know what I mean, because it's, it's uh, you know, a little bit of work. For a huge gain, mm-hmm. and your kids, uh, your kids will benefit from that. And then, and then, and then, and then, lastly, uh, uh, I know your daughter probably won't hear this podcast because she's six. But if you could, um, I mean, I do believe in technology sticking around for a while. So if she could hear this, um, let's say ten years from now when she's sixteen, fifteen, uh, how, what what words would you like to leave her with on this podcast today? Um. I'm doing everything I can, babe. You know what I mean? I'm, uh, there's only so much I can do without, you know, without getting in trouble, I guess. You know what I mean? I just can't take you. You know what I mean? And uh, I wouldn't just dare do that. You know, I would never want to frighten you. I just want to let you know that I'm here for you. And uh, I just want my 50-50 back, you know what I mean? So we can just go back to normal and uh, live a good life. You know what I mean? Happy, fun, relaxing. Mm-hmm. Let's go camping, you know. Let's go riding our bikes. Let's go down to the beach. Mm-hmm. No, you know what I mean? Man. I I I want to say this, man. I am I have a hundred percent confidence that you're gonna get fifty fifty, if not more, of 
with your daughter, man, I'm, 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 I believe it because you had it before, and there's no reason why you really didn't do anything at all. You just want to be a good dad, man. And I don't know what kind of dad you had, bro, because I didn't get a chance to ask you. But you know what? You're gonna be a better dad than him, regardless if he was a good dad or a bad one, bro. Because look at the adversity set in front of you, and what you're gonna uh-huh. do now is, man, you're just gonna be a part of this. Um, this nation of uh, fathers who don't get to see their dads and who are hurting. What we got to do right now, what our job is, uh, we got to find other dads who are hurting. Um, and we got we to gotta reach our hand out to them. We got to tell them, hey, man, you get up. We're going to help them get up, dust them off. We're going to tell them, hey, man, how's your hands feel? Because we're about to go fit, finish fighting. Now, this time, you got my back. I got your back. Let's go handle this thing. Uh, we got to be teammates, and we need to know the score is 0-0. Zero, zero. We may feel like we're down by 100 points, but I tell you what, the second we get ahead and the second we get this thing even and start looking right, they're going to fold. So what we got to do is just continue to keep it 0-0. Zero, zero. When we get ahead, it's still 0-0. Zero, zero. And I believe we can do that man we just got to start putting this conversation in people's living rooms and kitchens and we got to start telling strangers at the store what's up you know what i mean and we can do that we can start to talk start moving this needle bro so again man listen i really appreciate your time man i I appreciate uh you you fighting the good fight to see your your daughter man and uh man please keep being a leader yeah you know what i'm gonna uh stay in touch with you and, and stay in touch with me too you know what i mean let's figure this thing out Oh, yeah, man, we're friends now. We just had this conversation. We're friends, man. Add me on Facebook, man, and make sure you, you can communicate, man. Like whatever. I like what you post, bro. Just you have anything you want to sh- say to me, bro, shoot me a message, bro. I'm always here, bro. We're an open line, bro. If there's any dads on this podcast, chill, go back and listen to some. If there's anyone, not any one of them, bro, that you feel like you want to talk to, bro, let me know. I'll get you directly to them, bro. We are a fucking army. If there's any dads out there that want to talk directly to Robert here on this podcast, you hit me up, and I'll try. I'll make sure I get you right to him, bro. We are a team of men. We Not just men. There's moms out there, and there's women out there, and there's attorneys out there who want to fucking help, so I'm, we're gonna make this thing go. Oh, oh! Lastly, I do know um, there was a, 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 a guest on recently, about four episodes ago. His, I believe, his name is Sean. Uh, he, uh, Mark, Mark Real. Uh, he R E E L, and he's an attorney out there in California. Okay. He started his he started his law firm uh, strictly because um, he got alienated from his daughter. Um, so. Oh, man. His twin, his twin, his twin, his twins. They were twins. They were fraternal twins. Okay. I remember. So yeah, there it is, bro. Uh, he's there, Mark Real. Uh, I think I think it was Real Lawyer or something like that. But again, I appreciate you. Make sure we stay in touch and let's get after it, man. We're a team. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, I'll talk to you soon. All right.